morning everybody, a quick one today, Melbourne Cup Day, I can see from the news wires that people are not at work. And who can blame them? Burning blue sky in Melbourne, perfect day for it. And coming out of lockdown, everything is booked. Emma and I have our own little soiree to go to, so I will keep this short. Wall Street record highs, Dow up 94, futures up 13, we were up 25 earlier on today, we're now down 21, so we've fallen about 45 points. It is the banks doing the damage again, Westpac having fallen 7 odd percent yesterday is down another 2.5 percent. I've done a banks roundup in the Marcus Today section today. And I think for investors, you really don't need to panic too much about the banks or about Westpac. If you look at the broker research today, the average target price on Westpac is 14% above the current share price. Yes, the results disappointed, but the share price fall has left them in most brokers' eyes looking undervalued. Plus, we've got all the dividends coming up. Westpac's ex-dividend on November the 5th, which is Friday. The NAB has results next Tuesday, goes ex-dividend on November the 15th. ANZ goes ex-dividend on November the 8th, Monday next week. Macquarie, which had results on Friday, goes ex-dividend on Monday as well. So anyone in banks for income will not be selling now. The Westpac fall is unfortunate, but it looks like you've missed it. Having said all that, the big issue, which I've also written up today in a strategy piece, is interest rates. We've got an RBA meeting today. As you will have read in the weekend newsletter, the two-year bond yield spiked at the end of last week. It went from 0.14% to over 0.6%. Yesterday, and you'll see the charts in the strategy bit today, yesterday the yield came off to 0.558%. So it didn't follow through on this scary moment and today it's down to 0.507% so still coming off so we may this interest rate spike which was the bond markets telling the RBA you've lost control you've underestimated inflation your 2024 target for raising interest rates is too far out you're behind the curve it's going to happen in 2023 if not December 2022 this whole thing could develop into the big bottom on interest rates or it could blow over by Friday so who knows but the RBA meeting today's taken on a new importance as Henry says it is the meeting that stops a nation let's see if it can get us going again the concern of course for the banks is that as interest rates rise margins widen and it has been good for banks to see interest rates bottom in the last year or so, but a spike is not what they want. It would kill the property market, kill loan growth, and that's compounded by the APRA raising the serviceability buffer and the RBA and APRA worrying about home, sorry, household debt. So this whole thing could still cascade. Be very interesting to see where we end up after the RBA meeting. So keep an eye on that. The banks are telling us that it's still a problem or they're still worrying about it because that is the sector that's coming off and it has turned the market 40 points to the worse in the last hour or so. So watching the RBA holding the banks. Other things, Goodman Group's had a profit upgrade of sorts. They're up 5.5%. IAG's had a profit downgrade of sorts. They're down 5.6%. 
Coal stocks are still coming off. Lithium stocks finding a bit of form or continuing a bit of form. Not finding some. They've been roofing it recently. Novanix just does not stop up another 6.8% today. Battery technology company. And of course, helping them along is the UN Climate Change Conference, the Glasgow COP26, which has started. I've written a paragraph about it today. Running into it, G20 met to try and endorse the halving of carbon emissions by 2050 at the weekend ahead of the conference and couldn't agree, which rather undermines the conference. There is a lot of emotionally charged stuff, as you can imagine. It was opened by a 24-year-old indigenous youth leader from the Amazon rainforest, talking about the animals disappearing, the rivers are dying, the plants don't flower like they did before, the earth is speaking, she tells us we have no more time. Meanwhile, G20 are showing a reluctance to buy into it in a massive way. Boris Johnson is hosting, obviously in Glasgow. Interesting comment from some of the developing nations. There was a pledge in, was it 2009, by developing nations to provide $100 billion a year by 2020 to developing nations, sorry, for industrial related let me get this right, industrial nations to provide $100 billion per year by 2020 to developing nations to deal with global warming consequences. And the president of Malawi has ticked off all of them for failing to do that. And he says it's not a donation, it's a cleaning fee. Anyway, Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping are not there, both absent. I'm sure we're going to get two weeks of pro-lithium, pro-uranium, pro-nickel electrification copper commentary. Let's hope so. For all the lithium, uranium, nickel, copper punters out there, which includes me with Poseidon Nickel. A sideline, but very interesting to us and our investors, that net wealth has bid for premium. Net wealth's about five times the size of premium, and they have basically bid shares to take over premium which is one of their competitors. And if that goes through, the premium have immediately knocked it back, saying that they they are prepared to negotiate at an appropriate valuation. But this is still a growth sector, obviously, otherwise net wealth wouldn't be consolidating it. And this will take net wealth to a $5 billion valuation. The bid's worth $785 million, so premium significantly smaller. Anyway, for our investors, If this went through, we would end up on the net wealth platform, which I believe is more highly capitalized and may well be a good thing. So we were quite encouraged to see that, certainly not disappointed. Right, lastly, I've put in a piece of research from Macquarie every year. Their quant boffins do a bit of research looking at the Melbourne Cup and which horses on their quant criteria, and they've got five criteria and they weight them accordingly, and they come up with what they consider to be the value bets. And although it's a one-horse race, according to the bookies, with incentivized paying $2.80, they reckon the value bet is twilight payment number one. Anyway, I don't want to be giving you betting tips. But have a look at the Marcus Today section for Macquarie's guesswork. And finally, as you may have read in the weekend newsletter, We have done a, not a deal, we have declared a bit of a partnership with Market Tech. Have a look at the weekend email. Market Tech is a dealing platform and we have vetted them for integrity. We were thinking of developing our own, for instance, but we're pretty sure that they are going to do a much better job of providing providing a dealing platform than us. A lot of the platforms 
hold shares you buy, much like a TAB account. They hold the money in their own bank accounts. They hold your money in their own bank accounts. They pool cash and also they hold your shares in their own custodial accounts. And you have a sort of beneficial ownership of a part of their account. But if they went bust, a lot of these platforms would take your money and your shares with you. So Market Tech gives you your own HIN, holder identification number. So they could go bust and you still own the shares. They also open a Macquarie Cash Management account for you and don't do what a lot of the platforms do, which is skim interest rates. They make money out of having your money on deposit and don't pay you any interest. So you have your own Macquarie Cash Management account. So they're pretty ironclad as far as safety is concerned as a dealing platform. Obviously, the banks have integrity as well, but Market Tech is an independent. They also have a deal with ShareSight. So you can link your trading on their platform to ShareSight, which is another service we don't offer. It's actually a massive service to offer to try and monitor someone's portfolio, make all the adjustments, the ex-dividends, provide tax reports. That's again, something we can't do. ShareSite does that. Market Tech has a link with ShareSite. And obviously we are doing it for marketing purposes. We endorse them, they endorse us. They get marketed to our database. We market to their database. We're non-competitive products. And the hope is one day Market Tech will IPO. And with our relationship, I am hoping that we might well get some sort of pre-IPO or IPO priority allocation. Should that all come around, we will see. And hopefully if they were to IPO at some point, then our members might get some sort of interest in that. So we'll see where it all leads. But we're endorsing Market Tech as a dealing platform. And I've got a few other ideas along these lines of other providers that we could link with. Best of breed, I'd like to call it, but certainly trustable partners who are long-term, whose services could benefit you as members and whose services don't conflict with ours. So Market Tech is the first step. We'll see what it all leads to. Market Tech, by the way, also provide live data and they've got a good charting package as well. So another reason to take them on. Obviously, a lot of the trading platforms have stuff like that, but you might start seeing some of the Market Tech charts in the newsletter. They also, interestingly, which is another reason we found them attractive, is that they run a subscription model. They don't try and churn you for commission. Commission's not their focus. They charge you so much per month for access to their dealing platform with minimal broking charges, which are just passed through, not pumped up. Anyway, you might try market tech. Okay, look out for the RBA. Let's see whether that disturbs the market or straightens it up. As I leave you, Dow Futures not telling us anything down 23. Our market down 24 at the low of the day. You have a fabulous day and I'll speak to you tomorrow.